from the smallest room in New York City. Comes a show that gives you a reason to live. Joining me today, comedian Tommy Amato. Hey, Tommy. What the hell is that, huh? What? Is that me? <laughs> what the hell happened there? Where is that? <laughs> hey, folks, welcome back. He's a fucking robot. I think it did come out there. Hey, how are you, Pat? I'm fine, fine. <laughs> that was fucking <laughs> awkward. Yeah, I didn't mind that a bit. That's funny. I like it when shit like that happens. We, by the way, New York City is closed. Yeah. So uh, we are going to, and, and if you can hear my voice right now, most likely you're dead. We've all died of the coronavirus. It's that bad. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, go into a panic. Quit your job. Uh, break up with your husband. Contact me. And uh, let's see what happens. <laughs> like an orgy. <laughs> 212 cases now in New York, uh, 48 across New York City. Uh, I, I don't. When they say across New York City, most of those are actually in Westchester County. They're clustered there. And we, I heard we had a first death in New York State. Uh, well, how about that? Uh, after the virus spoiled a, a trip for one couple it was visiting. Now, this is the kind of hospitality you get in New York City. Uh, they uh, got to take a little helicopter ride, uh, a free... Helicopter uh, tour of the Big Apple. Who did? Uh, this couple from uh, Washington. Yeah. Washington State couple Ed and Rita Everstein. They were forced to nix their itinerary of quintessential city activities, including a showing of Broadway's Tina Turner musical, because Broadway is dark. <laughs> and I got, maybe they were going to go off. see the opera. The opera is right now. We were just lamenting how, how much we want to go to the opera. And now we can't. Uh, also, what else is closed? The fucking Barclays and, and Madison Square Garden. Nobody's doing shit. The Met. The Met. Uh, yeah, exactly. The uh, yeah, the museums are closed. Guggenheim's closed, including a, a showing, like I said. They, they uh, had planned to attend the St. Patrick's Day Parade. It's also fucking closed. They were going to run a half marathon. I'm sure that was canceled as well because of COVID-19. You know what it's called. Corona virus. The foreign virus. The foreign virus. The foreign virus. <laughs> We are disappointed, Ed told the Post, adding they plan to fly back four days early. I was like, it's New York City. Why fly back four days early? What the fuck for? I mean, you can't just find other shit to do. <laughs> Have a slice of pizza. You have to go, <laughs> go to What's the promenade weird? in fucking Brooklyn Heights. It's pretty. Yeah. 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 Walk across the Brooklyn Bridge. Get on a ferry. Have some Greek food in Astoria. It's a big fucking city. <laughs> fucking dickheads are like, well, if we can't go to Broadway and see Taylor Turner's musical... Fuck it. <laughs> I wanted to skate at, at uh, 30 Rock. Was the, mm, <laughs> at the uh, back to Washington State. We're disappointed. 69-year-old Ed, you better fucking stay. When are you going to get back again? You are old. Uh, <laughs> four day, just fly back four days early. But their frowns were turned upside down when they got a call from Liberty Helicopters offering the free ride after the company read their story in the page of the Post. The Post is changing lives. Liberty gave them a 15-minute view of the city from the sky where the pair described, uh, which they described as amazing. They said it was just gorgeous. Which they had probably already seen that view from the sky when they flew in if they looked out the fucking window. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a $200 ride. I was going to take my brother on that. It was going to be 200 bucks That's a pop. 200 a person. 200 200 yeah. 400 bucks. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. New York New York was so wonderful to us. It's it's a good thing that you know they didn't pull a fucking uh, Kobe you know, here or something. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, Could have happened, right? <laughs> well, we thought we would just take a little look in the... There was one guy, there was one helicopter went down in the fucking water. Uh, it, the, these tours, man, you got to make sure you go to the right one. Yeah. I, I think it was, you know, a fully licensed, obviously, tour or whatever, because it's hard to get a helicopter up into the sky without permission. As, especially in this town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a tough thing to do in New York, get a helicopter up into the sky without permission. 
she said, New York was so wonderful last We thought we were going to go home disappointed, but we are going home very happy. Still four days early, I guess. We will be talking about this for the rest of our lives. Really? I'm done talking about it now. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty much What a it. fucking bore. Jesus oh, good Christ. God. What empty lives they must lead. Uh, That's why I can't. I, I don't think I can actually leave the city. I was thinking about leaving the city. I'm like, I couldn't. I couldn't live like that anymore. New York City is like when you're here, you kind of go like, uh, at least everything's here, right? Yeah. I mean, like if it's if I'm not happy, it's probably my own fault. Uh, the city hates me. Uh, <laughs> you have a living city around you that hates your fucking guts, and sometimes you know you look up and go, oh, it's like it's nice today. <laughs> <laughs> it's and you take a picture and throw it up I, on Instagram. I have a friend when we used to do road gigs together. Uh, like we would go up to like Skowhegan, Maine. His name was Larry Rapucci. He says, "I know what you guys do at night around here. You sit around your living room and go, hey, what do you say we go on downtown and see if the Coke machine's lit?'" <laughs> <laughs> what? That's what. Like, kind of shit they is were this? starving for entertainment. Oh, see if it's lit. <laughs> see if the Coke machine's lit. I guess meth is really big in some small <laughs> towns too. Yeah, you, you know? can't even make fun of it, dude. I I used to like say I gotta go outside and smoke some crack or whatever. You know, like I, I, like kidding around and people are like you can't make fun of that. I'm like, yes, I can, and I just did, and I'll do it again. Uh, yeah, I don't care if you think it's funny or not. Yeah. It's like it is a funny thing for someone to announce that they're going to do. Yeah. You see, that's what's funny about it. You asshole! It's a, <laughs> if I tell a whole room full of people I'm gonna go smoke crack, the nicer the place I'm in, the funnier that gets. Even my funny friends look at me weird. Like, why do you say that? I'm like, because I'm I try to make get a laugh all the time. Like that's who I am. Are you sure they're funny? <laughs> that is, uh, woof. Yeah, I guess you're right. Maybe they aren't. Funny. I mean, that's pretty bad. <laughs> a married couple was busted in Brooklyn for a one million dollar Hudson Yards jewelry heist. How about that? It's fun. In which the male suspect donned a burqa. He used a burqa as a disguise, apparently. Patrick Preval and uh, his wife, Ernestine, they're both 29. They were arrested at their Canasi, Brooklyn home, and Nasty. charged with uh, grand larceny, uh, February 23rd heist at the uh, Piaget shop, I guess. Uh, Patrick Preval, who sources said, uh, wore a burqa and toted a spray bottle during the heist, walked into the luxury jewelry store about 4 p.m. and asked to look at a necklace, because that's certainly... Uh, normal, normal for a, for a man to walk in, in a burqa <laughs> and a script bottle. You'd never think there was anything going on. Uh. <laughs> May I see that necklace? <laughs> My husband let me come to buy a necklace. <laughs> when the clerk pulled out the necklace and a ring, he noticed the suspect holding on, uh, holding on to one of the store's watches. Holding on to one of the watches. He noticed that. But when uh, the employee began to question him, the suspect pulled out a spray bottle and squirted some water in the clerk's direction. <laughs> Wow, that's pretty non-aggressive robbery right Good there. God, that's how dangerous he, is that man? And his I squirted water in his direction, and he started to. I didn't give me any more lip, you know. <laughs> I could have made him dance. What, what the fuck? That's was weird. it sparkling water? Or was I, it just plain old uh, mineral? Yeah, flat <laughs> or with bubbles. My uh, eyes, the bubbles are killing my <laughs> eyes. Oh my god, if they would, they would be if I was actually getting hit by the water. <laughs> if it wasn't just near me. Preble said alleged, uh, he then allegedly grabbed the necklace, which was priced at about twenty-one grand, and fled. Yeah. He also took two watches, one sixty-four thousand, the other seven hundred and fifteen fucking thousand dollars. Okay, I guess I understand now. It's only th it's a three-item theft. I mean, they really knew which ones to uh, pick up. I guess these, they've been couple. casing the joint. Yeah, they're like, what's really? I mean, I suppose there might have been price tags on it, but still. Yeah. Uh, maybe not for that kind of money. I, I guess you maybe you don't have that shit. Just like it's not like on special. You, you'll see. There's no like fucking. 
You know, there's not a big arrow pointing to it. <laughs> That's clearance. That's going to take a lot of balls to walk clearance. in someplace. 50 grand for a watch. Clearance. <laughs> like, oh, I got this from the bargain bin, honey. Wouldn't you think he would say, this is battery acid? I and mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, why would you just walk in with a water bottle and just yeah. squirt it with a water without announcing, this will burn your flesh? You know? Like, right. What the? <laughs> why would they? How did that get him anything? <laughs> what are you, squirting water? Okay, great. Give me that fucking watch. Give me, <laughs> give me a towel. <laughs> oh, my God. My eyebrows are wet. My fucking hair is messed up. All the bling was recovered at the home when the duo was arrested, and it was unclear what they were looking to do with the jewelry and watches. You know what? Um, they were probably going to sell them, I bet. More I bet they are going to sell them to a fence. They probably had somebody already ready to buy them. Yeah. I mean, that's silly. What were they going to do with them? They were going to wear them proudly. The woman was also president at, the, at Hudson Yards, by the way, over in uh, on the west side of the city. Uh, I didn't know that they had a high-end jewelry store over at Hudson Yards. Yeah. Uh, this is at the time of the height. Okay. So the woman was present, uh, though it was not clear if she went into the store. Uh, you got to find a way to blame her, too, though, or else you're never going to get her to rat on the husband. In addition to the burka disguise, the crook allegedly alters his voice, it says. Uh, Peter Young, a senior sales consultant for Watches of Switzerland, said the thief made his voice to sound uh, Vader-esque in reference to classic Star Wars antagonist. Darth Vader. Vader. <laughs> I'd like to see that watch, please. <laughs> I'm your customer. I'm your, <laughs> I'm your robber. <laughs> Vader-esque, the uh, heist left workers from other jewelry stores located around uh, on the ground floor there. They were shocked such a brazen attack had taken place. Attack? The attack was hardly brazen. <laughs> yeah, did, is there no photo of this guy? I want to see how intimidating he looks. I mean, he's, he was wearing a burqa, and I'm sure it was uh, a black burqa, right? Yeah. I don't see if there's a... This is no, that's not him. That's, that's the same one, I guess. Yeah. yeah, he's like, well, I don't know what the fuck. I, this guy came in <laughs> acting like Darth Vader, and, and like, then I was wet. And then <laughs> shit. So this is one of the weirdest little heists ever, and it, they didn't get away with it for long at all. I guess they made it all the way back to their place, which is fucking shocking. Uh, it's awful. Wow. A worker at Cartier, located across the hall, said nearby Van Cleef and Arpels, a, a worker who declined to give their name. They uh, they reasoned it was part of the business. I heard about it. It's crazy, but that's the jewelry world. <laughs> Hopefully they'll catch him. Well, they did. did. Did you know my brother-in-law actually used to do uh, unarmed robberies at jewelry stores just like this? Unarmed. That's Your exactly. brother-in-law? My brother-in-law. Yeah. He, no shit. Yeah. He actually. They had a sketch composite. So you of got him. one cop and you got a jewelry thief. <laughs> you <got> a brother. <laughs> yeah. He's living. He's on the lamb right now, living in Switzerland. Oh my god. It's fucking great. So and he then, used to go in and he. Uh, and I mean, a sketch composite. What, they didn't have fucking cameras in 1997. <laughs> I couldn't what figure this out. They still do sketches though. Sometimes. Yeah. So, uh, uh, dude, I, uh, my sister, I, both of my sisters lived in Virginia, and one of them calls the other one up, and she goes, um, "Put it on Channel Seven. That guy looks an awful lot like your husband." She turns on the TV. She goes, "Oh my God, that is my husband." Oh my God. <laughs> so. it was, and, and Thanksgiving's gonna be awkward <laughs> with the cop. I moved <laughs> down there, dude. I dropped everything I own and just said, "Fuck it, I'm going down there to take care of this." And get this punk out of the house. Is that what you did? <laughs> yeah. And so you went seven. I left Boston to Virginia. Wait, wait, you went from Boston to Virginia? Yeah. I and had three comedy rooms running, and I I just ditched them all. I said I got I got to take care of my little sister. Right. And so, so. what? But I mean, like, uh, how long did it take to get rid of this guy? You because seems like you just done it and come back. It was easy. I'll t I'll tell you how easy it was. So okay. I'm playing Mr. Mom with my niece, and we're like, you know, 
goofing off. And he comes to the door. I see him. He's jaundiced. His eyes are yellow. His fucking body. You know, he's oh, like my Christ. Completely pale. Perfect. And he's like, hey, I heard you were in town. I said, yeah, I heard you're a wanted man. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he goes, can I see my daughter? I said, absolutely. So he starts playing with Jenna. They're having a good time. He goes, come on, Jenna. Let's go outside and put in, in, in the snow and make a snowman. And I'm like, uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I said, yeah. Jenny, you got the sniffles. Now go put your coat away. I get like two inches from his face. I said, I swear to God, if you try to pull that shit again, I'll beat you down in front of your daughter like I promised your wife I wouldn't. You got five minutes. Wrap it up. Mm. <laughs> so he goes to leave, and he's like, uh, you're not going to turn me or any- turn me in or anything, are you? I'm like, nah, dude, we're tight. <laughs> so mm. as soon as he leaves, I go, yeah, he's in a great Buick. Whoop! He didn't even make it out of the complex. Wow. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> yeah. And he did it in six different counties. So we did uh, like three months here, three months here, three months, and then between. Well, how the fuck did he get to Switzerland or Sweden? Uh, I don't know how the fuck he got on a plane, but that's, I guess, uh, a bit, little bit of a loophole that he found to get on a plane. Are you leave. sure he's there? Positive, because my niece had to go visit him. What? Yeah, she went to visit him when she became 18. That's on her then. Yeah. Oh, no, no. She just wanted to find out if he was a bag of shit. And guess what she found out? Oh, yeah. He's a bag of shit. Yes, I, I traveled across <laughs> here. But I got to see the sights. Got a helicopter tour. <laughs> see, well, the last major jewelry heist in, in New York before this one came in August. A, uh, a dapper robber pulled out a pistol and stole $4 million, a $4 million Ooh. heist at Avion & Co. Nice. Jewelers, a location that's a favorite of rappers. Yes, I recall that. And uh, gang members, a favorite of them. If you have, if you're a favorite of gang rappers, uh, gang members, and ra- <laughs> you kind of kind of goes together. Sooner or later, yeah, yeah. they're gonna go. Hey, yeah, they go. Why are we hand. paying for all this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> we don't pay for nothing. <laughs> that is good. Right. You know the, the the Chinese restaurants are hurting here. By the way. The largest one is closed uh, because uh, the coronavirus is her business. It's hurting every business now because i got to tell you guys, they've shut down any any gathering, 500 people or more, yeah. and they've also shut down everybody. They, they've cut everybody in half. So whatever your regular capacity is, half that. And I think it's in order to ensure social distancing, yeah. which I don't know why they can't just like have Madison Square Garden be open then and say – you can only sit in every fourth seat. Yeah, or something, you know odd I mean? rows, yeah. Yeah, because that won't wreck the economy as bad, I guess. Yeah. Uh, also, probably create some kind of stampede for these fucking tickets. People want to go out and do shit, but that now the Chinese restaurant closed. I haven't had Chinese food in a couple weeks, and I really do enjoy it. I just had it last night. Yeah, it d- doesn't bother you. It huh? was delicious. I'm sure it was. What? <laughs> it was like, you got a lot of special attention, you know? <laughs> Everything okay? Did well, you eat it inside the place? Yes, and I don't, I'm not going to, yeah. I never do that. I always get it to go. Well, it just it just was like a, one of those weird things. That these guys are like, we want to go what we do over there. I'm like, you know what? I'm hungry. All right. So you guys, I'll meet you over there. And then they yeah. were like, are we staying? I'm like, yeah, we're staying. So There's no ambiance at my fucking Chinese place. Oh, dude, it's like fucking... It was like fucking neon lights. It was awful. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, okay. It I was got you. Yeah, just like a standard fucking street level fucking yeah. Chinese place. Like a bodega. No Kodo. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what time? I think the first guy was Mexican behind the counter, too. Yeah. That's what you got to worry about. This one, uh, we, I was losing my dad the first time my parents. The first time I was at a Chinese restaurant. I was yeah. like, oh, my God, big world, you know, right? I'm a fucking little kid. And we're having Chinese food. And my dad, we could he, <laughs> the guy was trying to tell us what the fucking shit little crispies were that we were eating. And yeah. He was saying dry noodles. We, we never could fucking understand them. Like, <laughs> like, we are the hicks. <laughs> dry noodles. <laughs> but like, yeah. And my dad fucking, he's, you know, Korean war veteran or whatever. Oh, you know? Like, he just like, he needed something from the waiter. He goes, snapped his fingers. 
I came they over. love that. I thought it was so cool, <laughs> but it's probably not very cool. It's, it's not, not at all. <laughs> it's the worst thing to do to a bartender or a waiter, you know? Yo, just, yeah. yeah. Hey, gargoyle, more booze. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> they lurch. Come on over and. What the? Uh, what a fucking amusing fucking video. Uh, and you can see this over at crimereport.nyc. It's Ryan. <laughs> this guy is in, uh, basically, he's on the fucking tracks uh, of a subway. And uh, he, uh, he takes himself a little ride. On the, you know, you'll see it. This guy, <laughs> you hear the people reacting. He's got no shirt on. In the boogie D. Yeah. He's very careful that he does not hit the third rail. Yeah, I mean he's being responsible, but while he's riding his bicycle on the on the track bed, that's also the it's the cleanest, driest track bed I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, short of the uh, and you there know, goes the guy you're running after. Yeah, him. and there he goes. <laughs> he's being chased by a guy who looks like he owns a bike, but it's missing. <laughs> right, he's wearing like a suit. He's dressed up like Reservoir Dogs or something. <laughs> uh, you can see that video. It's very Why funny. Why do I have to be Mr. Because yeah. anyway. you're a faggot. Because <laughs> you're a faggot. Faggot, 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 faggot. Well, second uh, coronavirus death in New York State. The Ford, the Ford virus. virus. Rockland County, man. That's a very uh, Hasidic-type area. They, they stay very close together. Uh, teachers are planning a mass sick-out over uh, de Blasio's refusal to close schools. He closed everything but the fucking schools. Yeah, I mean, let's, guy, let's... come on, you're going to close Barclays and not the fucking schools? I think there's more than 500 people in a lot of these places. Yeah. Uh, well, you know the logic might be behind that is their kids and their immune systems are strong. Um, I don't know. I'm just playing Maybe. Devil, devil's advocate. No, out I mean, that's fine with me. Uh, I, like, I, I'd, I'd say fuck them, let them go to school. Uh, <laughs> what about the teachers? This is true. They got to go with no teachers. I'm going to push in 60. be a lot of substitute teachers in this day. <laughs> They're calling for a mass sick out in response to Mayor de Blasio's insistence on keeping public schools open amid this outbreak. Twitter posting called for the for the sick out. I don't like people. I don't like protest in general. I think a lot of things get filed under protest that are actually just fucking rants. You know, sometimes. Yeah, a lot of violence, too. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about it. One told the post on Saturday, adding that his union chapter is holding a meeting on Saturday to vote yes and uh, to to vote yes or not join the sick out. What? Oh, see, that's phrased strangely. Only teachers I know have said they will call out. Other teachers I know have said they will call out. So, uh, yeah, they want 10 days. Each each New York City teacher gets 10 days of paid self-treated sick leave without a doctor's note. Jesus. They're going to do it all at once just to throw a monkey wrench in the whole program? That's... Yeah, it's not. That's not very nice. No, it's a mass not. sick out. I, I, are we are aren't we doing little enough right now? You know what I mean. Somebody should have to be doing something. <laughs> I think. No. I, I get pissed Let's off just about hope this. The cops don't do that. I think that this whole thing is just a way for the government to get into all our business. They've been telling us to wash our hands this whole time, like we're a fucking dishwasher in their diner. You know what I mean? I don't work for you, government. As if we don't wash our hands, too. I know that. It's, you're yeah. assuming everyone's a, f- a filthy slob. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I wash my hands. Yeah, I mean, like, I... A haunting footage obtained by the Post Saturday shows the moment a 13-year-old boy jumps into the Hudson River to join his pal, both of whom have not been seen since. Oh, Jesus. Hey, they're, they're like Huck Finn. Darwinism at its best. 
The five-second clip from Friday begins. One of the teenagers identified by family and friends is 13-year-old Isaiah Moronta. He uh, lands in the water and is seen struggling in the surf. The other teen, Manny Flores, stands on the... That's a good friend, that second guy. Yeah. You know, uh, Absolutely. He, he stands on the uh, uh, the Spiten Doival bridge, and he looks down at his friend as a pal behind the camera laughs. <laughs> wow, that's some pal. <laughs> No, who's going to film it if we all jump? Uh, I'll take the pitches. Hey, look, he, I think he's floating now. I don't think he's breathing anymore. No, look, yeah, he's he's fine. <laughs> he's drifting. Uh, uh, items belonging oh, to the God. two. And, uh, let's see. Uh-oh. The two have not been seen since. And items belonging to one of them was found Saturday uh, as police divers continued their desperate search. I had gotten a call from one of the parents telling me that my son jumped from the bridge. That's all I heard. I hung up and called his phone. I have a tracker on him, and I saw that he was in the Hudson. Holy shit. Wow. At the track, look at your tracker, and it's like, oh, he's in the fucking Hudson. And the tracker's something else. <laughs> it works on the, the water. The phone is still working. <laughs> Jesus shit, Christ. I, I'm going to keep that. When I, when I called the phone and his father picked up crying, I came right over here, and, I came, and when I came, they told me he was trying to save another kid. They took their clothes off, and my son Isaiah went in first. He came out, and the other kid went in. Okay, Isaiah went in first. He came out, and the other kid went in, but he was struggling, and my son went in to save him, and the current took them away. Uh, I that they tell it different, don't they? Wow. He's somewhere. He's somewhere. He's with his friend. She said, "That's right." We'll see what this video. She's is. hopeful. It's supposed to be pretty haunting. <laughs> well, that was quick. That's a fucking psychotic laugh. Well, I was, yeah, it's a girl behind the fucking camera. He says, get out. <laughs> it doesn't wow. really, it's, it's not what I was expecting. No, neither. I thought it was much higher. And I thought it was in the wintertime. How long ago was this? I don't know. I think it's, I know it's Saturday. He yeah, said. they're clearly wearing shorts. Oh, it was kind of warm. That's right. Okay. Yeah, warm. Not not this kind of fucking no, warm. Not, I'm not. sure the guy was shocked by how cold this water was. <laughs> I hope the last thing I hear is not Chris Splash in my life, you know? <laughs> uh, you can see that video at crimereport.nyc. If you feel like it, it is there. <laughs> if you feel like if you, it. Yeah, if, this is, if this is your thing. Now, I remember that term, Spoiten Doivel. Uh, I never heard it. Uh, it's, uh, it has a special... The re reason I'm looking that up, I'm going to just cut and paste it because I don't know how to spell Spoiten Doivel uh, off the top of my head. But let's see, where is it here? They jumped off the Spoiten Doivel Bridge. It's, uh, it means something like Spitting Devil or something like that. It's, uh, it, there's a legend here of like a, a sea monster or something that goes back to the earliest days of New York. And relates to the uh, revolution in some way. Really? Yeah, it's an interesting thing. It's a railroad swing bridge that spans the Spoyton Doyle Creek between Manhattan and the Bronx. Yeah. The bridge is located at the northern tip of Manhattan, where the Spoyton Doyle Creek meets the Hudson River, uh, approximately 1,000 feet to the west of the Henry Hudson Bridge. Now, the Spoyton Doyle Bridge was built to carry uh, two tracks, but now carries only a single track on the eastern side of the span. Part of the West Side Line used by Amtrak trains. Now, the history: a wooden railroad drawbridge across the Spoiten Doyle was constructed by, uh, you know, by someone uh, carried both freight. Uh, the current steel bridge, designed by Robert Giles, uh, I would think that there would be something about the name. 
uh, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna find that shit and get back to you guys because there's <laughs> definitely something there. There was something about a guy who fought a fucking devil or something like that. Some sort of sea serpent. The, the, yeah, yeah. Spoiten Doivel. Okay, here we go from Forgotten New York. Okay, our explorations today take us to the hilly, verdant corner of the Bronx. Has so many names. Uh, Spoiten Doivel is tucked into the corner of the Bronx at the Hudson and Harlem Rivers, uh, and the strange piece of Manhattan that resides on the mainland. Let's see. Spoiten has always been locally Bronx. It's been uh, locally been known as uh, Spate Den Doivel, Spike and Devil, Spitting Devil. I got it. Yeah, and. Uh, and spitting debil, spouting devil, among other things, and Dutch spoiting. De- okay, I'm gonna get to some in a minute. Hopefully, this will all be edited out. <laughs> one one pronunciation means devil's whirlpool, and the other means spite the devil in Dutch. Uh, in Washington Irving's uh, Knickerbocker history, a Dutch trumpeter. This is the guy, a trumpeter. A Dutch trumpeter vows to swim the turbulent waters of then Spoiten Doivel Creek where it meets the Hudson during the British attack on New Amsterdam in the 1660s. In spite den doivel, or in spite of the devil, the Lenape Indians inhabited the land for hundreds of years before Europeans arrived. They called the banks of the creek, uh, they called it uh, Shurikapak, sitting down place. That was a lot more mellow, right? We see, a, we see a sitting devil, they see uh, Shurikapak sitting down plays. After a few hundred years, it's been pared down and exists as a street name. Well, all right, then. So the Army Corps of Engineers... Oh, see, come on. There's got to be more. This trumpeter, there's a whole story there. The guy had to, like, uh, try to alert somebody of some shit, and he tried to swim it, and the spoit and doivel, the devil in there, got him. It's th- this is That's poorly said. There's much more to it than that. All right. Well, I'm going to try this. This was some sort of Paul Revere thing? Yeah. It was... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He had to... Uh, yeah, here's the reviews. Yelp reviews. <laughs> is that what this is? Yelp. What do they think of this point? Everybody likes it. Just a hop, skip, and a jump. Beautiful view. All five stars. Yeah. I doubt that the parents of those kids are rating it, rating it this highly. They should leave a shitty review on the Spoit and Doyle Bridge. <laughs> they kind of have the right to. Yelp page. Yeah, they do. Like, <laughs> hey, maybe uh, put some railing on it that doesn't let kids jump the five <laughs> feet into the water. It's really not children that away from them. It, that did not look like dangerous activity at all. No, not I wouldn't at all. have even stopped kids from doing that if I saw them doing it. And I, you know, and I don't want those kids to be dead. We used Never to dive would've... off of uh, bridges and, and and quarries when we were kids on acid, so that was a little more dangerous. And that that looked like a fun bath. I didn't think. An NYPD transit officer fatally shot herself in the head in Midtown Manhattan. Jesus. The woman was found in the transit police locker room around uh, 3.10 p.m. inside Transit District 1 in the Columbus Circle subway station near Central Park and rushed in serious condition with a gunshot wound to the head to Bellevue. She was pronounced dead just a few minutes later. Police sources said she was on restricted duty and had her guns taken away from her. Um, yeah, that would make you depressed, I guess. She was supposed to return uh, to full duty then? soon. Um it's unclear how she got the gun. Wow. She used it to shoot herself, and uh, she's the second NYPD officer to take their life in 2020. Um, ten active-duty cops took their own lives, double the rate of recent years. Uh, this is a it's, it's, it's a goddamn shame. Uh, cops really don't have uh, very good redress because if they take their problem to somebody, then they can be flagged, and it's yeah. going to fuck up their their job because 
uh, under certain situation uh, circumstances. I think it's it, it's kind of rigged against them. I get it. No, I, I know exactly what you're saying. It's, it's yeah, a, you're it, you're no longer uh, uh, how what was the word? Perspective. <laughs> uh, fuck what the name. Of, that was a Tom Hanks movie. Tom Hanks movie. That's ah, not gonna come to me. They're they're what it is is they're afraid of lawsuits and stuff too. Like what you found out about this and you didn't say anything, you yeah. know. And so I guess that's that's. Kind of the Protocol. issue. Okay, it's really unfortunate. Now, the other day on Safe Space, I was talking to Talib Starks, and uh, one of our uh, regular guests in is uh, Ray Schneider's. Ray, uh, you ready to call it how you see it? I'm ready. Let's do it. It says uh, Ray Schneider's uh, retired homicide detective in Fontana, California, and uh, as he is a retired uh, officer, he obviously you know has uh, his own concerns about that. Could you please give the suicide prevention info once again? Yes, it is copline.org. Copline.org. Um, now, that is a service that can uh, be accessed uh, by current and retired law enforcement personnel. And the best part about this is you can use anonymity because one of the things that prevents uh, suicidal uh, officers and detectives from calling is immediately when you say something like this, it becomes a negligent retention issue if the department does not put you on administrative leave. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, nobody ever comes back from that Got because it. they're afraid if you do get involved in something that they will get sued and they will attribute it to prior mental health issues. And now you have a vicarious liability uh, thing on the part of the city. Uh, so at least this way you can get some attention without uh, losing your job in the process. Excellent. Copline.org. And uh, that, that was Safe Space. Wow. Copline.org. Safe Space. On uh, Compound Media with and, uh, Ray Schneider is doing what he does, which is help people. And uh, it's, uh, you see, it's a pretty badass picture of him right there with a yeah. fucking sawed-off shotgun or whatever. It means business. Although, that might be posed because he's still too happy to be holding that gun. <laughs> <laughs> but copline.org if you need some help I mean you guys understand the problem much better than I do I hate you know the other thing is too they can't even really say anything on social media because uh, if somebody brings it up and they're mad about it you might lose your job that way too or yeah. get sued or something you know it's like you have to be so careful about even just saying some angry shit thanks to everybody in Philly last night my god we had a good time last night Comedians of Compound in Philly it was such a fucking blast Philly Comedy Club and man it was, it's a nice venue it's like 70 people it doesn't hold a ton of people but it's yeah. fucking fun as shit uh, everybody was uh, hilarious had a good time it's uh, called Philly Comedy Club it's called Philly Comedy Club yeah, yeah. and it's uh, it's upstairs it's upstairs kind of room yeah. they had a burlesque show coming in after us we had our two big compound shows one was like a panel show that we did stand up yeah. most people stayed and saw the whole thing and then burlesque after that. And thank you for listening to New York City. Is it over? Crime Report.